God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? somewhat live i am back from israel after uh, quite a little encounter with a number of modes of transportation on the way back uh here we are franklin north carolina once again and uh joined by the uh amazing gentleman that i have with me of dave covert ryan cribs and of course daniel clayton the one the only right the one, the only. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think live, live uh, might be a bit of an exaggeration for you. Yeah, maybe five. Just uh, you know, I mean, maybe five I, minutes. You'll be all right. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I got up last week to do the program, and mm -hmm. uh, this week is is like you know, I, I should be in bed right now because it's uh, <laughs> somewhere in the vicinity of uh, one thirty or so in my head, uh, <laughs> and I haven't had a lot of sleep in a couple of days, so punchy yeah yes. you got it man <laughs> yeah jet lag coming back it's 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 brutal oh man it's brutal i don't know why it's yeah. different david i mean you you've flown that thing um yes you go going it's like okay i'm here hit the ground going on the way back it's like i am fading out fast i i think you actually said it uh, before we we have the conversation about israel when you come back it's the exile blues it's there you go. on top of everything, the jet lag and that just, yeah. just, it just compounds on top of you. How you're like, That's Oh, true. I wish I was back. Oh, I yeah. wish I was back there. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of seeing Ryan doing this new, uh, you know, a new song, like I'm, I'm living the I, I, exile blues. I knew that was coming. As soon as I heard the title, I was like, so somebody's going to expect me to, me or Daniel or somebody to write this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The exile. I'll, I'll leave blues. that one for you. Yeah. Yeah, you got a bluesy uh, rock stuff anymore. Ryan, I, Ryan, I got a question for you. What's taking you so long? <laughs> well, the, maybe, the, maybe. Uh, after the meeting, you know, he's got that designated time for when he's going to write that blues song. You know, he that's right. About, As we've talked about, it's it, yeah, exactly. From two to three o'clock is the yeah. song right now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll message <laughs> your assistant to make sure that it's uh, it's blocked off there. Exactly. Yeah, let my secretary know. Yeah. So it's uh, true though. I mean, like, you know, going over there, you or just, you know, for really any trip, you got the excitement, you got the the stuff going for you, but coming back, you know, it's just kind of a it's a whole wind down of of everything, you know, like you said, Dave, just on top of everything else. Yes. I think that I even noticed that like the, it was that. And then when we ever we go out on tour as a band, and uh, Mike, you've joined us a couple of times. I think Dale, you were with us a couple of times too. Um, coming back from that that winding down always mm -hmm. i did not expect it <laughs> no one warned mm -hmm. me no, they didn't come in the manual is yeah mm -hmm. when you're a band you come back yeah it's like depression coming back <laughs> it's, it's so so here's a this is not where we were gonna go at all but dad here's a question for you um so this applies to um going to israel it applies to these tours it applies to um, conferences to camps to Sukkot anything like that um, you know dad you've been around the block a few times you've been to Israel over 30 times um, can you tell people what is the danger for you right now after having come back from a trip from Israel or what is the danger for someone having come back from something exciting or spiritually impactful that's a good I, question I think yeah yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because I, I think you know when you're tired, you're vulnerable to begin with. 
mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. you when you put that together with a a spiritual high and i mean you know israel as as you know is a spiritual high you're there right in the midst of the battle um this time i actually uh on the we i have a cd coming out in a couple of days uh or mp3 for those that are you know cd uh, i i know that sounds ancient but uh we've got an mp3 coming out and i did when i was there in the land i did interviews with everybody or a lot of people that were on the tour and so they were telling about the great experiences and everything and then on the way back we're actually driving uh, up the georgia highway and me and my wife, Kathy, are doing a, a little bit of a, you know, recording. I, I, well, I wasn't texting and driving, okay? But uh, I was recording and driving. So we're doing this recording, and we're talking about the the dichotomy that Israel was when I was there, like on the Temple Mount. Um, I, I didn't really realize it until later because, you know, we were right on the edge uh, within five minutes of a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. But when we went up there, uh, David, you've been there. Normally, you have these Arab women that are chattering at you. They're kind of yelling and mocking and, and harassing you. It was quiet. Uh, normally, you got kids playing soccer. It was quiet. It was too yeah. quiet. And now that I think back about it, I understand it was too quiet. Mm-hmm. They knew. Is, right? They knew something was going to happen. Yeah. And so people not not talking to each other about it, when we got off the Temple Mount, many of the people said, I felt as if the, the ground was vibrating underneath my feet. Mm, it was wow. like it was like energized. But at the same time, mm. there was this cloud of oppression on us at the same. It, 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 these were two the spiritual extremes happening at the same time. Yeah. You've been wow. in that spiritual warfare, involved in whatever level. You come mm-hmm. back out of that kind of into a neutral. And I, I find myself, you know, you can be kind of edgy. You can, you, you, patience levels, all these things. You're, you're a little vulnerable at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just something to kind of watch out for in life. That mm-hmm. And Elijah did this. Okay, Elijah comes out of the uh, Mount Mount Carmel, uh, having called down fire from the heavens. And the mm-hmm. next thing you know, he's sitting in a cave, going, "Woe is me! I'm the only one." Yeah, um, and oh, I think yeah. you know that the tiredness is is a big one, and also you know just being in Israel, it represents its own victory in one way. And I think Sukkot's and camps, you know, uh, conferences, you know, we typically find some kind of victory for ourselves, you know, whether it be just a freedom from something that has been bothering you mm-hmm. or just kind of a, a new insight into your own life that helps you move forward. And there's a victory aspect to it. And you're always the most vulnerable as well after a victory or after coming off from that high because of the victory aspect. Yeah. And you can look at this in the life of Yeshua where you know, when did the devil come to tempt him? It was right after the scene of uh, the Holy Spirit coming down and resting mm-hmm. on Yeshua and 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 saying, this is my son who I'm well pleased with. Yeah. It was right after that public acknowledgement from the father to the son. That is when the devil attacked and tempted him in the wilderness was after that victory. Mm-hmm. I was going to point out too, what you were talking about, that whole idea of being 
it's not in the land exactly per se, but I know when me and Ryan, we've gone on tour on where we've gone and it's like this building anticipation. We know something's about to happen, mm-hmm. but when you're glued in like that, you're, you're, you're locked in, you know what you got to do, you know, your role, you know, your job, you know, what you got to do. And all of a sudden these things, um, uh, emotions, uh, thoughts just start pummeling you. And you're like, what the heck is going on? Mm -hmm. And that it's, it's almost, I think there's some people gone with us and they find it a little bit scary uh, because you're just like, this is, everything's great. Everything's good. Mm -hmm. But you get like attacked. So like what you're talking about when you guys were on the temple mount, that eeriness Mm -hmm. that you can experience that when you're walking in the will of God. And right at that moment is where you got to really clue in. You really got to lock in and go, okay, there's something else happening here ignore what I'm feeling, focus on what the, on what you want me to do, father, what am I supposed to be doing? Cause you might miss an opportunity because all that distraction, the noise will just mm-hmm. that opportunity that goes right past you. And then you have the opportunity to reach out to somebody. Cause oh, I think we could have hour hours of long discussions <laughs> with all of us talking about where we've gone somewhere yeah. when we didn't feel like it. And God just brought up somebody and it was like, wow, how did that happen? When was mm-hmm what i was not ready for this i was clearly not ready for this so i think that we've we've i think we've all experienced that and mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's strange i think that's the ryan, best way of saying it. ryan you've been you've been around this thing of being on a platform uh you know in in the the public eye like that and i've and i've watched you in this 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 place of anointing um do you have things that you go through kind of afterwards to to um or, or thought processes or whatever just to kind of put those guards up or what what's what's going on with you when you step out of that that's an interesting question um for me i've always i've long told dave this i, I wish i, I want to find like a cool hat right and maybe some cool glasses to wear so that when i get off stage i can take the hat and the glasses off and like throw on a different shirt and then just kind of blend and nobody actually know, you know, who I am yeah. or, or, you know, where I've gone. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, it actually kind of worked out perfectly. This last coat, we played the, the second night and uh, something occurred. I had to step away for a minute. Hmm. I think I grabbed a jacket or something. And I literally walked up uh, on a conversation of people going, where, where'd the piano player go? And I was standing <laughs> like right beside him. <laughs> and I loved that. Uh, part of that is, I guess for me, um kind of stepping away and can i guess reconnecting with the father yeah um not necessarily going in and and connecting as bad as it sounds because it can be a good a good thing to connect with people uh but sometimes Mm -hmm. for me before i do that i need that space to be like all right is there anything going on that that Mm -hmm. he and i need to work out or mm-hmm. talk about before I then go and engage with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, you also never, you never yeah. know who you're going to be engaging or what, what they might be carrying as well. Mm. And you've just opened on that stage. You've just opened yourself up in a very vulnerable way. Cause when mm-hmm. I play, I don't hold anything back. It's, yeah. you know, it's all or nothing. Yeah. Right. I, I think, yeah, I think the four of us have that in common. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, you know, we see that same thing in the life of Yeshua. I mean, how many times did he try to escape the people as much as he loved the people? I mean, you could see 
over mm-hmm. and over and over again how it says specifically he was moved by the people because they were hungry they needed to be taught they all these things but he's still like kept tried to escape them and go be with the father because he knew that even even the messiah knew that he had to have that time with the father in order mm-hmm. to be effective with the people mm-hmm. and you know with the more you try to minister to people without that personal time with the father the more in danger you are of it puffing you up yes but let's face it you don't always get those times no and no you don't you, know, you actually it, never do yeah I, I know yeah and the crazy thing is about this now that i'm thinking about it we had no we had no thought process of, of talking about this tonight by the way for anybody that's listening yeah this ain't uh rehearsed in any way uh it seems like to me more times than not the person who kind of lives by that verse of you're to be a peculiar people mm-hmm. you know the one i'm talking about you know they've kind of taken that verse to an extreme that will be the person that comes up to me afterwards right. and you can't get rid of them they're, mm-hmm. they're just like glued into you and they're asking the most irrelevant thing or making the most irrelevant statement about nothing and it's mm-hmm. like I'm getting sucked dry out of this thing and I can't get away from it. That is that ever happened to you guys? Or is it just me? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I was going to say to that, uh, for those that are listening, it's important who your inner circle is. Because when it, you talk about going and experiencing the having those encounters, it is draining. Mm-hmm. It's it's very draining. Um for me the only way to really fill that back up sometimes is by the encouragement like for instance mm-hmm. dave and i kind of have each other after these things that we'll be able to go in and kind of recharge yeah you know what i mean yeah hell we need to and, and we've <laughs> we've done that for a number of years now since the very first kind of trip oh, yeah. um because you have to be you cannot pour out of an empty cup yeah mm-hmm. You have to take the time to get filled back up again. And unfortunately, that comes with the territory of being in the public eye in any form or fashion. It does. Mm-hmm. And I think the Father is really gracious to uh, to augment us when we are drained. You know, I, I think we could probably all say that he's many times just filled us up when we had absolutely nothing left. And yeah. But, you know, if he does that, as, as a reward for previous time spent with him, not, you know, not always as like, the longer you go without it, the more like, it's like a pressure cooker. Like it's just going to keep bubbling up and bubbling up. And eventually that thing's going to blow and it's going to be obvious to you and everyone around you. Mm -hmm. Um, And just so people know, like, you know, we were talking about this peculiar person that comes up and, you know, asks these really strange questions (laughs) to everyone listening. If you don't know who it is, it might be you. (laughs) (laughs) i want to jump off what you were just saying because there is something about it. i've noticed that the father moves in a mighty way when we'll after we'll do something like so for you mike it's when after you get done speaking mm-hmm. you'll be know, probably talk with a few people for us we'll be uh doing stuff and then right when we do a we're doing our sound tear down we love how much everyone wants to help but there's a point where it's like all right stay back yeah, we got to do some things and then you're just grab anything and everything and go. But yeah. it's that we realize that 
after we've done things, I've noticed there's a pattern and you'll recap. And I can't imagine what your recap must have been like for Israel, right? Just hours. <laughs> like You're like, oh, wait, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, oh, yeah, that. In the recap, there's this filling up sometimes that happens because mm-hmm. sometimes it's just go, 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 True. go. We've yeah. been on things where it's point. three sets in a day. And it's it's. I don't think people realize how if you've never played in a band and played three sets in one day, that's even okay. probably small to some people. It can really grind on you. It's brutal. And you've got to have those quick little moments of, okay, calm down, move forward. Yeah. So it's really amazing how God will just show up to fill you up. That's, yeah. You know, for me on, on the Israel trip, I'm on 24 seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't get any off time. In fact, when I wake up in, the, in uh, when I wake up, uh, usually wee hours in the morning, um, my brain starts going, okay, because I've got to arrange things. I got to, I got to deal with safety issues, security issues. Uh, I want everyone to be able to walk through the land, having not having to think about anything, mm-hmm. literally not having to think about, well, you know, where do I buy my tallit? I want to be able to already have that planned out for them. And so my brain's going all the time. And uh, it was right toward the end. I, I looked at Kathy when you know, we had, we had uh, gone back to our room and I said, I don't know how many, how much more of this I can do. I, I'm exhausted. I'm totally exhausted. And uh, I mean, I was literally just at the end of, of myself. And uh, the next day, of course, I got to be on again. And I, I grabbed my recorder and started walking around talking to the people. And they started to tell me what had happened to them on the tour. And it was like this energizing. Mm-hmm. I even, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we spent one night in, and uh, Daniel knows where I'm at, where we were at, at tomorrow. And it was the night that we, we just have testimonies from people. And it was, it was the night before that I'd said this to Kathy and uh, wow. no, actually it wasn't, it was, it was that afternoon. It was like an hour prior to doing this. And we sat there and they started doing these testimonies. And I, I just went, I looked at Kathy and I said, well, I guess my, I guess my, uh, my question has been answered. I can still keep going because yeah. I, I need to, I got to, you know, it was just this energizing. Yep. And uh, so th- this kind of leads us into where we're going. Okay. Let me, let me turn a little corner here. Last week we talked about, or in the last few weeks, you've been given something, okay? The third question of life, what have I been given? Number four is, what will I do with it? But then what we're talking about, even between ourselves, as a worship leader, as, as, uh, as a speaker, as all these things, now what's going to hold you back from doing with that? Mm-hmm. Uh Guys, in, in with what you have dealt with in your life, was there a time that you went, okay, I know I've got something to give, but. Mm-hmm. Ryan, go. <laughs> That's interesting. I think a lot of times what stops us is, is fear. Mm-hmm. Fear that fear we of? would be. Uh, I'm getting getting there. Uh, fear fear that we would be inadequate uh, to fulfill that role. Uh, fear that others would um, perceive us incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear of not being equipped enough. Right. You know, I, I'm not I'm not the best musician. So why am I being called to lead worship? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, don't send me. I have a I have a speech problem. <laughs> right? 
Moses. Yes, uh, Moses. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, surely send somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. I, I uh, we have a very good friend. He dropped out of uh, high school basically because he didn't want to attend speech class because he was so afraid of talking in front of people. I think that actually goes for many people that we know. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, now he gives his testimony in front of hundreds and thousands of people. <laughs> so uh, I, I was looking this up, actually. Like, where do we see, because when we kind of were discussing what to talk about today, it was brought up, what would stop you from sharing your gift? Mm. Right. So I went and I, I have this old Bible. This was from 1884. And in the back of it, it's a Sunday school teacher's edition. So it, it gives you like words in alphabetical order. So I went to G and to gifts and started looking at the verses where we, we see gifts. And I came to Romans uh, chapter 12. It says, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body and Messiah and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing, according to the grace that is given to us and then it proceeds to go and and let's you know prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching so on and so forth having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us hmm. and then up here as well back in verse three for i say though through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. So I guess my question is, if God has put something in you, this is for the listener, if God has put a gift in you, are you so high above him that put it in you that you would choose to not share it? For those that might be gifted something and are too afraid, I would challenge you, does that not contain a tinge of selfishness? Mm -hmm. Whose life might you affect or change just by the fact that God has put those gifts in you? And it says to not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but think soberly according as God has dealt to every man this measure of faith. So this comes to your faith as well. So, you know, the question sometimes comes up of how do I exercise my faith? By exercising you the gift. Because mm -hmm. by exercising your gift, you're showing the one that put it there that you have faith that he will give you all mm -hmm. the tools you need. So that's what I have on the on the subject. I, I could I, I could walk away from the program tonight and have everything I needed. Mm -hmm. What you just Pretty said, much. Ryan, is some of the wisest words I've ever heard. Thank you. The okay, highest, hopefully that 
Oh. Me, I hope it helps somebody. <laughs> well, guys, yeah, no, somebody, somebody else had something here. I, I've got to just sit here and kind of think about this one. I'm about to say I could jump all over this one, that faith thing, because I know we've, as a band, we've, and even myself, you walk through time and time again, your faith will be tested. And I think that that's the biggest, that's the big thing here. It's your faith. That's the, the question is like, why do you not share it? Your faith. That's the, that's the, that's where it is. How much faith do you have? And God's going to keep bringing up these situations, show where your faith is and then increase it. Find a way to find, to get you to increase it. He'll bring about situations, whatever it is. And he'll get to a point where, cause I know where I've been and there was very little faith. And at the end of that trip, my faith had increased abundantly, but it was, it wasn't easy. <laughs> it definitely wasn't easy, but you have a more of a love for him. You have more faith for him. And you realize that, okay, the fear of man starts to go away. The fear of failing mm -hmm. starts to go away because you start putting your faith in him because you got to walk. you got to take that first step. you got to actually move forward. You can't just sit back and try to plan out how you're going to use your gift. You just have to like step forward. <laughs> step forward. Don't be so prideful to think that you have to, that you don't need to share the gift that God gave to you to tell others. No. Step forward. One step forward. And he'll he'll take care of the rest. One step forward, though. Yeah. Daniel? I hope, pe I hope people can capture, like, you know, there is, there's, there's two, three, and four witnesses here, like with this particular answer to this question. Um, because, you know, Ryan, everything you're saying, like 100%, like you've, you took the words out of my mouth and then improved them. Um, you know, just all those things, the, the fear of inadequacy and the lack of confidence and, and Dave, you know, the fear of man, like the, all those things are the big hitters and, I guess if I, if I added anything, I would say that, you know, sometimes um, hidden, hidden within that selfishness and hidden within that fear is a false humility. Um, mm. And I think that, I think that's one of the things we were really trying to hammer when we, when we entered the first question here of who are you um, something we were trying to hammer so, so heavily at revive with the young adults there of just saying like, you are someone and you are someone special and unique and like that's not to be taken lightly and because the essence of that is acknowledging that God has put something specific in you and until you can grasp that and do away with the doubts of the enemy and his accusations that you're nothing then it's going to be very hard to push past the fear of man and to push past the fear of inadequacy because um you know just in my own life I really have gotten to the point in my worship leading that, you know, I care what I sound like, but I don't care, you know, like I'm up there and I know I'm hitting the wrong notes. And I know that, you know, I tried to reach that one on my voice and I missed it totally. I was like, you know, two or three or four notes off is, like, yeah, you know, hit the wrong chord on that one. I got a little lost in, in the worship in the moment. I don't care. And I want people to hear that, like I, as a worship leader, leading people in worship, vulnerable, exposed, I don't care what mistakes I make, because it's not about that. Like I have been freed from the, uh, from the pressure to perform and the pressure to be perfect. Like my anointing is so much bigger than that. And so, but, you know, just to kind of sit alongside that is this false humility where, you know, people like to kind of focus on you know, you have the, 
you know, extreme of the prosperity gospel, like you are this and you are this, and you're this, you know, it's just like, it's, it's the fluff of it. But then on the other side, you have the people that like to focus on that one little section from Paul of like wretched man that I am, you know, and it's just like, there is a middle ground here. Mm-hmm. Like we can acknowledge on one hand that in the grand scope of the universe and everything that God has created, we are very, very, very tiny, but we can also acknowledge that he has put something unique in each of us. And again, until we understand the, the magnitude of what that means, we can't push past the fear of man because that's, what's going to hold you back. Like, you know, just fear of what people are going to think of above, you know, Ryan, what you were saying. So, so beautifully, just, you know, how the father has just put that in you and like you almost you owe it to him because he bestowed this on you yeah no really 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 well put you know i'll go for greg we go to this word gift and i was actually teaching on this this morning at uh uh, before the sun came up and now it's after the sun's going down but uh because i was up about uh three o'clock in the morning called jet lag uh, out of this week's Torah portion, which is the life of Sarah, hey, Sarah, uh, is the word gifts. And we see this, and, and I know that there's there's different words, but uh, one word that I, I ran, I went with this today, is translated gifts. It's uh, matana, matane, yeah, matane. Um, and my Hebrew is is not real good, but I can look at the words. Um, and so the spelling of this is a mem a tav, a noon, and a hey. So this is this word gift. Mim, tav, noon, hey. And if we look at the pictograms, the, the Paleo-Hebrew, the pictograms of the letters, what it is is, is water, covenant, life, and breath. Mm. So in every gift that, that the Father has given us, it is water, we could say living water it is about the covenant it is about there's there's life there and there's breath there so everything that's needed in our relationship with the almighty is within that word so when he mm. gives us he pours into us mim the life and breath of the covenant he does that not for us to keep it but to give it, mm-hmm. you know, I was just at the Dead Sea uh, just a few days ago, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful experience. You know, anybody that's ever been there is a wonderful experience. And people go out and they, uh, you know, they, they, you sit down in the water and you float, and you've got this these minerals that's good for you, and your your the 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 minerals in the air help you in your respiratory system, and it's great for your skin and all this. But it's dead. It's dead. There's, there's nothing living there. Why? Because it doesn't have any outflow. All it is is an inflow. Mm-hmm. And so we can have some wonderful feelings of that which is coming in. But if we don't have something to go out, mm-hmm. we're going to end up with death. Even when he gives us life, we end up taking that life and turning it into death when mm-hmm. as as Ryan so aptly put it, we act in selfishness of keeping that which the Father gives us unto ourselves. You know, and, and it's interesting about that word you're saying, um, 
you know, so you have, you know, picture this word that you just said, and it's in a box. And so, you know, you have those things, you just said the water, you have life, you have, um, you know, the breath, you know, breath and water are two of the main things that any living thing on this earth needs mm -hmm. to survive. Wow. And so it's like the father is giving us this box, which is a gift and contained within the box itself is what is necessary for the gift to keep producing and keep living. And so we don't have to have fear that the gift that he has given us will die or will fall short. Like contained within the gift itself is that which is needed to produce it and to keep it going and to keep it living and breathing and flowing like this living water we're talking about. Like it's not up to us to make it everlasting. Like the everlasting effect of the gift he gives us is on him. Like he is the one that handles that. We are the ones that are supposed to sustain and provide for and feed this gift. Wow. David? About to say, like, there's there's so much great stuff here because wow. I, I just see the correlation stuff that fear like you were talking about it's like a seed being planted you got to have water you got to have air you have all these things in order for it to grow so he's given each and every one of us a seed something that he's placed inside of us because he knows that we're going to be able to do that and the thing that stops us the most the one thing that keeps our water in like you so aptly put it with the living water what keeps it is fear and it's fear of fill in the blank whatever it is mm -hmm. i know some people it's different whatever to whoever's listening, whatever you're fearful about, whatever you um, you know you've got something, you know that the Father's giving you something, you know it's there, you're not sure how to use it, you're not sure what to do with it. That fear, whatever you think of fear first, whether it be people, whether it be uh, fear that you can't do or failure, whatever it is, that's the first thing to tackle. That's the first battle. That's the first dam that's in your that's in your lake. Yeah. that is mm -hmm. blocking the water from flowing yeah, out and that he's literally pointing you to and then we sit there and pray because i've done the same thing that you have probably done itself here listening that you'll be praying about like god why am i not doing anything why am i sitting here doing nothing and then he's already given it to you he already told you uh step one uh fight this this is your this is step one and then things start falling down because your faith will start to increase. And then the water comes in, the water flows out so fast that he has to keep giving you more water mm -hmm. to keep you going and keep you going. So this, there's so much here that's just, yeah. I, I think I wish I could put this on a thumb drive and just give it to every <laughs> single person I met yeah. and say, here, this is what you need. Just keep going. Just don't hold back. Just keep going. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Y'all are really bringing up some super awesome points that are, and stop everybody. Mm -hmm. I think every believer faces this, and especially young people. I know that I've heard, I think, Danny, I'm, I'm right. I know that we've all heard these. You have a young person come up to you and they go, I just don't know if God can use me. I don't know if I believe in God. That crisis of faith, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it hits everybody. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this all your life. It doesn't matter if you just joined in a year ago that you found God. It hits you. It's nasty. <laughs> it, it smacks really hard. And it's all about faith. It's all about him bringing mm -hmm. your faith up to a deeper level that you've never realized before. Yeah, so, David, yeah. You, you brought up a word there. And I was, I've been thinking about this word for a while. And this is a concept that you guys have seen me do this at uh, numerous meetings we've been involved with. Uh, the word use. 
Mm. You know, I, mm. I, I usually will, will stand up in front of a group of people and say, how many of you want God to use you? And it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, some people raise their hand because everybody else is, but you know, there are those that are going, yes, yes. And then I'll do that, you know, bomb drop moment and say, don't ever do that again. Don't ever answer that question like that again, because how do you feel when your friends use you? And, and right. you guys have seen that moment. Is there like, mm -hmm. it's heavy. It's a heavy moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, uh, why, you know, how do you feel when somebody uses you used you know, the, the father doesn't want to use you. So those who are listening, here's a newsflash. The father does not want to use you, but he doesn't want to work through you. Yeah. And that just takes the pressure off. You know, you take a piece of, of conduit, a piece of pipe. Mm -hmm. uh, it, its only job is to allow water to come in this way and leave that way. It has no pressure. When we understand yeah. that simple, that, that simple little thing, it's like a shofar, which you guys have heard me talk about, you know, so many times that you can do it in my own voice. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's the breath. The very purpose yeah. of a shofar is to allow breath to flow through. And that's, that's what the father desires. So there's no pressure when you get mm -hmm. up to sing. Yeah. Daniel, Hey, we, you hit a bad note. I hit a bad word. Not, not a bad word, but a bad word. You know I mean, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't communicate it well. Okay. Whatever. But the, you have perfect breath flowing through an imperfect vessel to bring forth a perfect message. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I'll share a funny story here. Early on in our days of, of playing together as a band, we were invited to come down to Orlando uh, for, uh, I believe it was Shavuot. And uh, we were there and we were going to play that evening. And we were going to play a song. Um, I forget who the, the original person that wrote it is, but it's called Salt and Light. Great song. Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle, that's right. Mm -hmm. Brittany sings that song beautifully. Mm -hmm. um, so we uh, got to that particular part of the evening and uh, we began to play that song. And one of us messed up somewhere and then it threw Brittany off. And so she didn't know, you know where she was in the song. And so she stopped singing. It was this very awkward pause for us on stage. And we're thinking, oh no, this is, this is not good at happened. all. The worst has happened, right? I mean, you could, you could almost hear a pin drop. But then all of a sudden, you felt like this, the spirit filled the room. Mm -hmm. Because what happened is he used that moment. People thought that in that particular moment, that Brittany had stopped singing because the song had choked her up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I tell you that from that song, we went on for another, I think it was three hours of just raw worship. Yeah. And the Lord used what was perceived on stage as mm. a mistake, as the catalyst. So, you know, there again, don't be afraid. Like you said, Daniel, mm -hmm. you know, 
it's go just, and, and you know it's just going little, with the flow too you know like the father is gonna i think he really enjoys finding how many different ways he can affect people and like touch their lives and touch their hearts yes. because you know you can't put it in a box you shouldn't try to put it in a box and the more we try to the more we think that it's the perfect song and like the perfectly sung sung song the perfectly performed song that affects people like no it's it's the spirit behind it because you know i had something similar happen at our group maybe a couple months ago where got through the first song okay got through the second song okay the third song like my voice it was like i i could watch it leaving me and i was like hey see you later i mean i could use you right now but i mean i understand if you gotta go <laughs> so my voice was it was gone and i mean i got maybe halfway through the song and i yeah. started telling people i was like guys my voice is gone i cannot sing but you know as something as a as a, a you know what you guys do i'm sure and dad and and me like you're doing something you're speaking you're playing but you're also thinking at the same time like you're always two steps ahead of yourself so i'm playing but i'm like okay you know i'm singing and at the same time i'm praying father what what do you want this moment to look like because again i'm not really worried at that point i know it's going to be fine i know that i'm in a group full of people who love the father and love to worship him and so just asking him like what do you want from this moment and um you know, I told everyone like, guys, my voice is gone. And I said, but you don't need me to worship. Like you guys know this song and the father wants you to take this moment and you to enter into worship that is not led by me. And so, you know, I, I was kind of like shouting like where we were going next, but I mean, they took that thing by the reins and they snapped them and they were off. Like I heard the voices rise and I heard the spirits rise along with it. And so just acknowledging, like, had I been worried in that moment about what I sounded like and like what it was going to end, I wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have had in our group that beautiful moment where they entered in and they were leading the worship. Yeah. If you, if you would have succumbed to the fleshly desire to just, well, done, <laughs> stop all this, right? Just mm -hmm. the, the, the urge to just, well, that's it, right? That that urge is so strong. Mm -hmm. Just like you know, it's just nah, we're done. We're, this is not yeah. happening. Yeah, you have to. You had to actually die to yourself at that moment. And go, all right, God, what's yeah. up? Because yeah. everything's been there. What do you I know. do now? And in that moment, that beauty just shows up mm -hmm. immediately. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, faith is faith is figuring out that uh, as as Brad Scott of Blessed Memory would mm -hmm. always say, that God is smarter than us. And so faith is, is taking things. We had a, a, on our tour, we said our, uh, our theme word is Gumby. Be flexible because you have to be a little flexible on a tour. And uh, with that comes faith that the father has things that are going on that we don't know about. Uh, let me give you an example and I'll, um, and I'll, I'll be quiet here in the last few minutes we have. Um, we were scheduled to go to the Temple Mount or the Temple Institute. And so this is a place everybody likes to go. You know, we were all looking forward to going to the Temple Institute. Uh, I know, Daniel, you've been there, David, you've probably been to the Temple Institute. Amazing place about what's going on in Israel regarding the next temple. We get there at, at 10 o'clock. We have our tickets purchased. Um, there, the, you know, we've got our appointment, we've got our confirmation, everything, 10 o'clock, and nobody's there to open the door. And we're standing there and standing there and standing there. Uh, whenever the burnt house is closed, and I'm like, well, what's going on? 
something's happened. You know, they, they just decided to close and nobody, nobody told us. Hanok's on the phone trying to call, getting recordings. And about 10, 15, it's like, okay, guys, it's not going to open. Uh, you know, here's the instructions. Have some lunch, do this, do this. Meet us in front of Shorashim at a certain time. And they scattered, you know, the cat scattered very fast on uh, on a tour. It's like meow and they're gone. And mm -hmm. so I walk up to towards Shorashim. My phone rings. It's Hanok. He says, uh, she's here. I went, what? She's they they just opened. Well, we had been gone like two minutes. They're all gone. We're not getting them back. And so I said, it doesn't matter. They've scattered. We can't get them. So we'll just, you know, we'll just schedule another time if we can. But here's this thing that everybody was looking forward to. And we walked away. And then the lady came up. She said to me later on, as she apologized, she said, that's never happened. She said, I'm so sorry. I've never happened before. I've done this job. I've never been late. I'm so sorry. And I said, it's okay. Well, we walked off, ended up with a few people over uh, Daniel next to the uh, the Cardo Pizza place. And we're sitting there having a piece of, uh, having some uh, some pastries. And one of the young ladies that was part of a tour sat down and uh, my wife, Kathy, we were just talking and Kathy said, well, you know, why don't you tell them about this, this certain teaching is on the, the, the on the uh, 12 tribes. And I started to talk about a couple of different things and I did not realize it, but what I was saying was exactly what needed to be ministered to this young lady. She texted me later. We had a conversation later. She said, things I've been dealing with all my life were answered in those few moments. Mm -hmm. Wow. I actually said this to the group later. I told the group what had happened. And I said, I just want to ask you guys, would anybody have gone back if we could and have actually been to go, able to go into the Temple Institute, but missed that appointment to minister to this young lady? And every one of them went, no, of course not. Because it wasn't about them. There's a, this is one of the most amazing tours. Because out of all the people that were there, not a single person made it about them. Mm. Amen. And, you know, when we don't make life about us, and Ryan, I, I wrote this down about the, the selfishness. Um, selfishness is when we make life about us, which is, by the way, what Sodom and Gomorrah did. That didn't That's turn right. out too good. But when we make it about him, we end up being like Abraham. So which one do we want to be? Which one do we want to be like? Abraham or Sodom and Gomorrah? Your thoughts. That's true. I was going to add, looking at that word of, of gifting, um, of gifts, I kind of saw a picture in the, in the story of that word there that may be a little bit different and for somebody listening that maybe you don't know what your gift is or it's not been unlocked yet it's what were the the things again it was water yeah covenant water covenant, yeah, water uh, breath, covenant and breath. life and breath life and breath if you haven't entered into a relationship with messiah yet and been baptized through going through that water as a living sacrifice, making a covenant 
with the Son of the Most High, with the Almighty. You'll gain new life and be the breath of God. So what do we see? We see the the, the Tav, by the way, is 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 mm-hmm. the called is the mark. Okay, in ancient Paleo Hebrew, it would have been like a cross. So what yes. do we see in that word? We see we see Messiah. The, we see the Messiah, mm-hmm. and Him giving His life for us. That's we right. We see the waters of the mikvah, the baptism. We yes. see His life flowing through us, and then the infilling of the Holy Spirit as he fl- flows his breath through us. That's right. And that's really what I was, that last part being the breath of God, it, just like the shofar being that conduit so that that call can reach the world. Mm-hmm. By, by the way, I, I said I wouldn't say anything else, but you know how that goes. <laughs> um, by the way, the word gift that I'm using right there is not, I, I didn't look for it in um, in the servant going forth for a bride for Isaac. The where I found the gift and or where I found the word and taught about it is the sons of the of Abraham's concubines. Those that were products of after Sarah died, Abraham remarried and had sons, and he gave gifts unto them. Those that were, would not be part of the covenant would have an opportunity in what they were given to be part of the covenant. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You have to think about that one. Parting words, guys? Um, just remember... Life is not about us. It's about him. And everything that he has given you or gifted to you, it's, it it is a gift to you. Like he loves you and he has given you that he hasn't given it to someone else. He gave it to you and he wants to nourish it and watch it grow and show you his love through it. But you can't contain it. You can't, if you try to squash it or keep it to yourself, it's going to die. And so, you know, just read through the gospels and see like how much Yeshua loved people and how much he gave to them time after time. And, you know, he was at the end of his ropes and he was exhausted at times in his human body, but he just gave because he knew that his life was much, much bigger than him. And we are called to be like Messiah. And so just acknowledging that each and every person that we encounter is, is a person that is in need of receiving from the father. And he may have you as the person to flow his love into their lives. And so just remember it's about him. Yeah. It's about his, it's about his kingdom. That's right. We've talked about this whole lake and river thing about how the God is giving you gifts and it's like that Mm -hmm. analogy. I would like to also propose another analogy that if you've ever been in a river and we've got quite a few rivers where we are here, um, when the water's really let out, it can take you downstream and just take you just and just 
rip you from you have no place holding and footholding and when you come into the covenant that is with him and through messiah you're able to come into covenant you might find yourself in that water and god's trying to push you and go and you'll try to fight that water and just stand there obstinate saying no i won't do this because it looks scary or well it looks like it's not going to be easy and and fun i don't want to do it you just gotta let go and i know that i've gone through it i've seen others gone through it i think every single one of us has gone through that moment of just all right god you're in control of this thing i'm just gonna go with this and you'll be blown away how all those scary things you thought you were going to encounter they're really not so scary at all just trust them have faith yeah amen Sounds good, Ryan. That's all I got. That's all, folks. <laughs> I mean, he he basically summed up the whole program in like a five yeah. minutes. I mean, we can't really expect much more from him. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's like uh, when yeah, you know, when you got a thought like that, you know, what else you got to say? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> well, guys, I'm uh, I'm having a very difficult time uh, holding back the yawns. Uh, you know, there comes a point in which it's like, oh, I can't hold that thing back any longer. So uh, I think it's about time for a good nap and uh, yep. appreciate you guys. Uh, yes, I've, I've been bragging on you to everybody I know. Uh, you guys are amazing. And I sure do appreciate all that you're doing to make this program a success. And for mm -hmm. everyone who's listening, uh, you know, we could have a co good conversation between the four of us. Yes. But uh, our conversation is really about you and uh, pray that we've been able Amen. to pour something else into your life and to reveal to you the verse that says that the father has plans for you, plans Amen. for good and not for evil, to give you purpose and a hope. And when you, you live your life unto others and not to yourself, you're living life on purpose. See you next yeah. week. See you next week. See ya. God of the universe. Make her a